Hello everyone and welcome to Monster Hour. I'm Quinn, your keeper of monster and mysteries. With me today are Kyle. Hi, I'm Kyle. I play Alvin the Monstrous. Tio. Hi, I'm Tio and I play Constance the Expert. And Hannah. Hi, I'm Hannah and I play JR the Crooked. Last time, the three of you led a daring raid on the student health center where you found Brad in a coma but were able to recover his phone. After discovering some suspicious activity in his Tinder history, you decided it was time to put yourselves back out there. As bait. Unfortunately, while Constance and Alvin were swiping right, it was JR who was struck by the mysterious coma. The two of you took her to Constance's studio, but as you tried to figure out what to do next, all the lights and electronics started to flicker and falter before suddenly shutting off. Alvin, the studio has been plunged into darkness. The inky black void is filled with whispering static and the soft bleeding of technological devices. Dissonant chirps, tones, beeps, and hums. Then, abruptly, everything goes silent. And from across the room on the kitchen table, you see the pale blue light of your phone cut through the darkness. Don't like that. If you would like to, this is certainly a time where you could roll to read a bad situation. I would love to attempt to do that. Seven. Hold one. I guess the most obvious would be what's the biggest threat? Well, I kind of know that, actually. (laughs) (laughs) I'm fairly aware, so I'll ask what's my best way out. Your best way out is pretty straightforward. You don't have to have your phone. Straightforward. You could... Just walk out of the studio. I go knock on the bathroom door where Constance is. Constance, you're sitting in the bathroom, and just after the advice from your boonie, all of the lights suddenly go out. And as this happens, you hear a knock on the door. Ha! Uh, just a minute. Constance, do you have any candles or flashlights? Yes, one second. I unlock the door and open it. Wow. The lights are out everywhere, huh? Yeah, well, it kind of did a real spooky, staticky, flickery, blinky noises thing, and then it went all like this. Except for that over there, and I point to my phone. I say we kind of look at this like the singularity is happening moments and avoid technology. I would agree, because we we saw JR get whammied looking at Brad's phone, right? Yes. Great, and I opened the little cabinet under my sink, and... We have just a huge Costco size box of those like little tea lights that are completely (laughs) useless to most humans. She like pulls a whole handful of them out and hands some to Alvin and then has one of those little electric lighters uh, and goes, I don't have a flashlight down here, but we can light some of these. And I start lighting them. Uh, I don't think you need to roll for any of that. It's reasonable things that you would have. So you start moving around the apartment, placing these little tea lights around and Across the studio, you see Alvin's phone glow a little bit brighter, and it starts to flicker a little bit. Hey, Alvin, what other electronics do we have on us? What if this is like, have you ever seen that Buffy episode about the demon stuck in the computer? Buffy? Yeah, it's a TV show. Oh, oh boy. (laughs) Okay. Wow, I can't believe we haven't gotten around to the Buffy conversation. It's been a really wild year, huh? Didn't okay. really watch TV growing up. Of course you didn't. Uh, it's okay. We'll definitely marathon that later. Put a pin in that conversation. It's a running show? N- no. You know what? We'll get to it later. I think... Um, okay. Do you have any other electronics on you? I feel like we should probably not have any tech on us right now. And maybe we can destroy the tech around us? Unless you have a better idea. I don't think I have anything else on me. (laughs) I don't really care. I kind of run light. So I am curious, of course. What do you think about using a mirror like Medusa? Like it pretty much like turned JR to stone, so to speak, by looking at it. So what if we use a mirror? Look at the phone through the mirror? My phone, yeah. Sure. (laughs) <laughs> this this is going to be one of those, you know what? And I kind of just like glance around the apartment and try to see if I notice anything 
And I'd like to roll to read a bad situation. <laughs> sure. That's a good old nine. Hold one. Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? Hmm. Yes, period. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes. Which danger you might notice is the question. Hmm. Constance, I think as you and Alvin are discussing this mirror plan, you glance over and you think you can see something moving in the light of the phone. It's difficult to make out because it looks almost like the light itself, camouflaged in the soft illumination. But as you stare at it, it looks like something is pushing outward. And as it extends further from the device, it starts to disappear. Demon out of the phone! Demon coming out of the phone! Um, Alvin? I squint my eyes closed and I pound it with my fist. The phone? The phone. It's kind of how I handle things. If it's a weird thing, uh, hit it. <laughs> uh, roll to kick some ass. <laughs> okay. Oh, no, it's my good skill. What'd you get? Maybe not when you have your eyes closed, though. Yeah, maybe not. Well, I got a five. Ooh. Yikes. And that's an XP. Alvin, you rush over and you go to bring your fist down on the phone. And as you do so, it moves to the right. And you pound the table and you hear this strange digital hiss. And then you feel a sharp pain on your hand. Uh And you feel dizzy. And you feel lightheaded. And then everything goes black. God damn it. And Constance from across the room, you see Alvin slam the table, look confused, and then collapse into a heap on the ground. I walk over to what looks like an electric panel that's near the front door, but it's not. It's one of the weird hidey holes that my boonie had created. I pop it open. And I pull out the flamethrower <laughs> with okay. the most annoyed look on my face. Okay. <laughs> so from a distance, because that's key, I would like to burn the phone without burning Alvin. Let's be clear. <laughs> let's see what the rolls say, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is going to be an act under pressure. And the pressure here is specifically that you're using a flamethrower inside right next to a living human. Oh, boy. So if you can tell me a book that you've read related to this, you can use your sharp. So I think the book that I pull out is actually one that was, it's not a book per se, it's a journal that my boonie either wrote or collected from someone else who hand wrote it. The working title on the journal is Modes and Methods to Dispose of the Unwanted and Undead Within Your Domicile. That's very good. Yes. Love it. Working title. And one of them specifically not only involves the flamethrower, but involves this particular flamethrower <laughs> because it includes some helpful tips, including tip one. Very important to have good directional flow for the flamethrower, as if something bad had happened in the past. This used to be three bedrooms. <laughs> okay, roll to act under pressure. That's a 12. Oh, okay. wow. That's a full success. So how does it go down? I'm so mad that no one gets to see me be this cool. It's like every time I do something cool, you know, I don't have the audience, but I, I pop open the compartment i very calmly grab the flamethrower i position it i look at alvin on the floor and i start with it pointed at him and move up so that i know that i'm out of his range and then as i'm looking at the phone i go this is so exactly that buffy episode why doesn't anyone come to my movie nights and then i and then i shoot it what is the harm on your flamethrower Three harm, close, fire, heavy, volatile. Flames burst forth from the tip of your flamethrower, and they engulf the... I'm sorry, but there's no way your kitchen table is getting out of this unscathed. (laughs) And they engulf the whole kitchen table, and you can see the phone start to distort and twist and crackle 
And the smell of burning plastic starts to permeate your studio. And again, there is this strange, shrill, dissonant hiss. And it gets higher pitched until it just winks out. And as it does so, the space around the phone starts to distort. It starts to pixelate. Blocks of space gain monotone color and expand and contract, and then everything falls in on itself and is gone. And Alvin, just moments after you fell into unconsciousness, you are suddenly awake, lying on the floor of Constance's studio, next to a big fire. No, my Galaxy Note 7. Am I also awake? No. Damn it! (laughs) I look at Alvin and I go, you're welcome, and you are definitely doing a Buffy marathon with me later. I'm a little tired now, but yeah, I could run later. Oh, that's... Okay. (laughs) JR, it is the night before the heist. You and the rest of the crew are posted up in the dining room of the penthouse suite around a luxurious oak table. You're looking down at an oversized map of the Getty Museum, complete with detailed building schematics and handwritten notes scrawled in the margins, as May walks through the plan one last time. Jia and Rhodes, our initial plan had been that you would pose as a supply vehicle, talk your way past the gate guards, and break in through the East Maintenance entrance. However, Considering our change in personnel, I have come up with an alternative proposal. You could, as a second option, approach the main drive, posing as sightseers, sneak through the arrivals plaza and central garden, and scale the terrace wall. It's your choice. I like the second one. Get my rock climbing skills, you know, up over the scurry on up, step over the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You will not be able to change your mind once we go through. We cannot afford multiple points of contact. No, no, this feels like a, this is a good choice. Excellent. After that, you will make your way into the museum courtyard, where you'll break into the exhibition's pavilion, where the sublime intemperance is on display on the second floor of the building. And May looks over to Spectre, who's sitting on the far side of the table, and they say... As far as access goes, this, and from a baggy pocket, they produce an old, ornate key, will get you where you need to go. I know it looks like some antique, but in actuality, it's an advanced short-range wireless decryption device. All the locks in there are keycard-based. You run into one, just hold this little angel up, and it'll open like that. Once you're inside, I'll loop the security feeds on the CCTVs, so you won't need to worry about any cameras. The security guards use shortwave radio devices, which means there isn't much I can do to disrupt their communications, so try not to get caught once you're inside. And Rhodes chimes in. Once you've got the painting, meet me at the extraction point and we'll blast out of there. Any questions, JR? No, can I take a look at that key? Of course. And Spectre hands the key to you. Hmm, It is ornate. It looks quite old. Wow, this is... I can't even see where you got the technology into this. This is impressive. Yeah, it's a small chip on the... Just tucked in there. Hmm. I mean, it really is an antique key, but the magic is just a small component. When we get done with this, will you show me how that works? I've always wanted to, you know, pick up a little bit of that. Just keep my skills well-rounded. No offense, JR, but... When we're done with this, I'm never going to see you again. All right. Any questions? No. Then cheers. The last job we'll ever need. And May produces a very nice-looking bottle of wine. You can see written on the label is a 1968 vintage. And she pours four glasses and raises one up. Cheers. Cheers. Well... Personally, I prefer to get a good night's sleep before a job. We have a big day tomorrow. Try not to stay up too late counting your chickens before they hatch. And she smiles and heads to her room. 
Rhodes grabs the bottle, and you can see he's already finished his first glass and pours a second one. Uh, how'd you guys meet May? She's, uh, interesting. Rhodes, halfway through sipping his second glass, says, Oh, May and I have worked a couple jobs together. She's a real treat. Real professional. I don't know what she's doing running around with the likes of me, but she's good. What about you, Spectre? Mutual acquaintance. Yeah, that's what I thought. And how'd you get plugged into this job? You know, these days, most of these jobs, they don't even need drivers. It's all done digitally. And he shoots a look at Spectre. But, you know, when you're actually moving precious cargo, you need someone who's uh, who's got the treads. So she gave me a call. Said she had something big. And she wasn't wrong. You? I've been looking for a score like this for a long time. I haven't had the connections that Rhodes has or May has, so when my friend said he had a line on a big job, I couldn't say no. One last question before Spectre takes the magic key away from me for prying too much. What are y'all going to spend your money on? I got a line on a Ferrari La Ferrari, one of the most expensive cars in the world. You know... Ordinarily, they don't let you even buy the car. You just, you buy it, but then the company holds on to it because it's not street legal, but I know a guy, and I'm going to get one. And you, Spectre? Spectre looks over at you. They're reviewing the schematics of the building again, just kind of staring at them. And they glance up and say, I've got a lot of things that I need to make right in my life. So... I'm going to focus on that first, and then we'll see what happens. Hmm. All right. That's fair. What about you, JR? I'm going to invest in Bitcoin. (laughs) In Bitcoin? Yeah. Bitcoin. Constance and Alvin, you are in Constance's studio. The last embers of the fire that... Constant started with the flamethrower is slowly going out as one of you, I assume, extinguishes it with a fire extinguisher. I do so while asking, what what happened? I can't tell you the exact physics of it, but basically we got ourselves some sort of glitchy digital demon is how I'm going to put it. I know you had your eyes closed, but it didn't seem to matter because it still got you. So I think we need to eliminate slash avoid our technology until we know how best to fight it. I think I heard it a little bit with my flamethrower, but definitely did not kill it. I think it's almost like a virus, but can travel through digital spaces. When I went down, did I look like JR? As far as I could tell, I mean, it's dark in here, but yeah, you looked pretty much just like her. Where's Brad's phone? Oh, uh... It was wrapped up. Is it still in your backpack? It should be, yeah. What do we want to do with it? I put your backpack on the kitchen counter. Oh, boy. And I look at you, uh-huh. and I shake out its contents and dive to the floor. What? Why? Why wouldn't we just burn the whole backpack? I'll get a new backpack. I didn't want to burn your whole backpack. It's full of who knows what in there. That's nice. But have you seen my kitchen? <laughs> like, we got bigger fish to fry. There are multiple Instagram backpack companies at this point. Copycats <laughs> galore. Because I bought one, I now get ads for all of them. You know? That's I was just concerned because this bag cost a whole level up. That's true. I assumed I could replace it, but I guess maybe not. Okay, fine. I get ready to just burn the whole thing. And then I stop for a moment and I remember just how difficult the form was to fill out to get this thing it wasn't on prime (laughs) no you know it's going to be like seven to ten business days sold out yeah and i kind of think about it for a second and i kick my backpack out of the way and i light my stuff on fire but not the backpack it's going to be another actor under pressure really glad that i'm a very sharp individual because (laughs) oh boy that's an eight i'm going to give you a couple choices here okay Either you're going to set your backpack on fire or the mm-hmm. fire is going to spread through other parts of your studio. Oof. Okay. And I can't know before I pick how significantly it'll spread throughout the studio, correct? No. Okay. I'm going to 
pick throughout the studio because oh, I have an idea. Because I have an idea. God. Because I have okay. an idea. Do you happen to have a D four handy by any chance? Because you have oh, four God. parts of your haven right now. Yep. Oh no! I hadn't you. considered this. <laughs> yeah. So go ahead and roll a D four for me. Oh, I'm so scared. That's a two. You have lore library, protection spells, armory, and workshop, right? Yes. I think the fire spreads to your kitchen window, and the glass shatters. And when it does so, you feel this sense of security leave. Oh, no. Uh Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no. No, 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 no. And Constance... You have that piece of paper from Ethel. My neighbor. And you recall reading over it many times that the exterior of your studio has to be whole for that protection spell to work. Until you get that window fixed, until you fix the outside of your studio, your protection spell is down. Shit. Well, joke's on the world because Stan the man is coming to help with a plan (laughs) later. (laughs) But... As the fire burns through your kitchen and you struggle to put it out, you can see Brad's phone blackening and getting nice and crispy. And once again, you see these pixels. You see these blocks of space where the color just sort of averages to the mean. And they expand and contract in a small field around the phone. And as you're looking at it a second time, it strikes you as somewhat similar to that strange field that surrounded the disc and the strigoi and the consensus and then it collapses in on itself okay and jr you come to on the couch in the midst of constance's studio signs of burn marks all throughout the smell of smoke permeating and the remnants of a fire and a blown out kitchen window as Constance and Alvin work to put it out. Before we go forward, now that you are back up and at him, you leveled up last session. Do you know what you're going to take? I do. So I'm going to take a move from another playbook. And the reason I'm taking this move is because I think it fits in line with JR's character better than, say, taking another move from the Crooked playbook. A lot of the Crooked playbook moves rely on having associates, and JR, for the most part, likes to run solo. So the move that I'm taking is from one of the Tome of Mysteries playbooks, which is the Gumshoe. And the move specifically I'm taking is called Jessica Jones Entry. So when you double talk your way into a secure location, roll charm. On a 10 plus, you pick three. On a seven and nine, pick two. On a fail, pick one. And the things that I get to pick are, you don't leave any trace of what you searched. You find what you wanted. You find something else that's important. You don't piss anyone off and you aren't recognized. So even if I screw up, I still get something good out of it. Very JR. Barry Jr. So yeah, that's that's the move that I'm taking. Excellent. I give Jr. a big hug. Huh? What? Where? You're back. I, I was, but I was at the bar. That was a while ago, my friend. I'm still spraying stuff down <laughs> in the kitchen. What happened? What the? What? You got you got whammied by Brad's phone. Uh, oh, you both got whammied. And me too, but from my own phone. Kind of self-wham. This wouldn't have uh, happened if you had watched Buffy like I asked. <laughs> <laughs> Quinn, as a point of information, how much do I remember about when I got whammied? The last thing you remember is looking through Brad's phone and feeling a strange sensation on your arm mm-hmm. and then a sharp pain on your hand. And then okay. nothing else. So I, to avoid repeating ourselves, communicate that information to everyone else sure phone pain tingling sensation pain uh alvin Same, me you... too yeah me too me too huh constance right do you need here. any help there nope nope <laughs> and i i put down the fire extinguisher i walk over to the bathroom but i did not i do not go in the bathroom i close the bathroom door and i put uh like a piece of furniture in front of it 
We got no bathroom, folks. My phone's in there, which is basically a lethal bomb at this point, and I don't feel like having to redo the tile, so let's just call that room off limits for now, okay? Okay. <laughs> My baths! <laughs> Look, we're all making sacrifices right now. How will our heroes overcome the loss of the bath? My baths! <laughs> I got a standing shower. Baths. So not the not same. The same. It's not the same. Although you can achieve a similar effect with several large garbage bags and a roll of duct tape. I don't even want to know how that works. Let's not even... Look, we'll, we'll talk to my parents if needed, and if it's really dire, we'll, we'll borrow their tub. My, my Fancy baths, tub. My as the three of you are standing, <laughs> arguing about baths as Constance has barricaded the bathroom, the lights flicker and come back on. And the three of you are left standing in Constance's studio, multiple burn marks throughout, and uh. the kitchen window completely destroyed. Can I investigate a mystery and investigate Alvin since he was unconscious for a little while? Is that a thing I can do? If you want to sort of look Alvin over and see if you can find anything, go ahead. We'll do investigate a mystery. Okay. Can I help? Uh, well, I don't think you're going to need any help because that's a 12. Hey. Hold two. So I would like to know what sort of creature is it? Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a big old doggy. <laughs> you think it's a werewolf? No. Uh, I think you're looking Alvin over and there is almost nothing, no sign of anything except on his hand, on his right hand, there are two very tiny puncture marks and they're slightly raised like a welt huh are there similar ones like looking at my hand do i see anything there that's yes the same okay um the second question is i would like to know what can hurt it i do not think you can tell that based on this investigation okay what about uh, what about what is being concealed here? Is there an answer to that one? Sure, maybe. <laughs> There's probably what is being concealed here. I can probably okay. come up with something. Um, oh, what is being concealed here? Hey, JR, as you're looking at Alvin's hand, you see there's the faint outline of a circle on it. <laughs> huh. Well, I look at mine. Is there one on mine? No, it's on his palm. There's just a faint red circle on his palm. Alvin, what's that in your hand? Hmm? That, look at your hand. Oh. What's that on your hand? That's, That's weird. The, the, like, pokey marks? No, 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 the circle. Do you see the circle? And I, I... I do. Is it like a big black dot, or is it just the line of a circle? It is like the outline of a circle. It takes up most of your palm. Mm -hmm. It's a faint red color. Oh, uh, stovetop. Is it hurt? And I poke at it. Ah, yeah, it's tender. Thanks. Maybe we should bandage it up then. Do you want me to like see if I can heal it up? And I take the key out of my pocket. <laughs> I I don't know if I trust your healing magic. All right. Okay. All right. I put it Just back in the pocket. In general, I've seen what your magic can do. It blew up the health center. Okay. Yeah, okay. it was quite the anti-healing if you think about it. That, that was health an center. accident. She wasn't yeah, trying to heal anyone. I don't want to lose my hand. That's fair. All right. It's fair. It's fine. It it's might fine. turn into well, a bat or something. I don't know. And fly <laughs> away. It's weird. All right, well, keep an eye on that. We don't want you uh, getting down for the count just because you burned your hand. Yeah, well, you know, they say you're supposed to air it out. Do they? Maybe. <laughs> so, JR, you conclude your investigation of Alvin, and uh, the three of you are left in the studio. There's a slight cool breeze coming in from the empty space where the kitchen window used to be. It's about two in the morning now. What do you do? Do you let us know, Constance, about the dire circumstances surrounding this window? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I definitely do. <laughs> um, so we need to get this fixed as soon as possible. Although, frankly, it seems like this protection spell has saved us from a lot of things. But 
it didn't really save us from this. So maybe because we brought it in. Yeah, exactly. Could we tape a canvas up? Sure. Yeah, we can do that. I also have probably just some like random spare wood pieces for like a frame and stuff like that. We can definitely we can patch it up. I'm not sure how permanent the closure of the window needs to be. Um, what if we paint a window on the canvas? <laughs> I th- I like where you're at. I I think this this has been a really great development of your creativity and as your artistic mentor, my heart is full, but I think we might want to just get it up and and seal the place. That's, yeah, cuz I'll I'll be honest, I'm dog tired. I give you a nice little like scratch behind (laughs) the left (laughs) ear, (laughs) just like she gives you a homemade chicken and yam treat. Yes, (laughs) (laughs) I go take a nap on the couch. (laughs) Um, Cool. Are we gonna we we put up the canvas first? I think that's I'll I'll help with the canvas. Okay, great. I can help with that. Okay. Is there any way for me to tell if I noticed the protection spell leave? Can I tell if if the uh, studio? Oh has yeah, made you whole know again? that's not going to do it. <laughs> oh shit! The house needs to be made whole. Okay, which means actually fixing the window. Yes. Take a okay. good look at it and say that looks good to me. I'm home. That- <laughs> <laughs> and just Nothing. like that, no, like you'll need to like either fully replace the window or comparably fill the space with wood and and drywall and. Hmm, okay. All right. I'd say call Stan, but yeah, I can't call him right now. Mm-hmm. We we got to do this the old-fashioned way of pre-phone. So uh, we will. We'll Why don't we get take Stan. shifts? We'll take shifts. Take shifts. We'll go get you, Stan. You Stan guys in the sleep, and I'll keep watch. I've been sleeping for the past. <laughs> I don't know if that counts as sleeping. It's fine. Do you feel it's refreshed? Fine. Do any of us feel refreshed? <laughs> I don't think JR sleeps more than four hours a night anyway. I don't. That's fair. Yeah. You're like an elf. <laughs> All right. Lights out. Hey, folks. Quinn here. Thanks so much for tuning in to episode 18 of Monster Hour, where the real monster is the device you're using to listen to this podcast. Spooky, huh? Thank you to everyone who's been sharing the show with their friends, both in person and through the dark tendrils of the internet. Don't forget that if you tweet about the show using hashtag MonsterHourPod, you might wind up with a character named after you. Characters like Spectre, the enigmatic hacker from JR's old crew named after at SpectralGlooms on Twitter. No spooky spotlight this intermission as we're still getting the program set up, but we will definitely have a new recommendation for you when we return with episode 19 of Monster Hour on February 25th. In the meantime, why not double check the privacy settings on your phone? Just to be safe. So the three of you take shifts, sleeping through the remainder of the night, and all three of you, whenever you're awake can hear the sound of a phone buzzing from the bathroom. That's not good. Constance, I think your mom's calling. <sighs> of course. <laughs> it's either your mom or a horrible monster, but like... <laughs> I'm not taking you? the bait. I'm Why not, not taking the bait. I'm Why not, not taking the bait. I'm taking the bait. <laughs> it's alternating throughout throughout it's the night. It's called growth. I'm not taking the bait. <laughs> All through the night, it's monster, mom, monster. Again, not taking monster. the bait. Um, uh, it, assuming it, none of you open the door, the night passes no. uneventfully. Also, Constance definitely has do not disturb set to start at like 10 p.m. So unless this digital demon, as Constance is calling it, can take your phone out of do not disturb mode, which is like the most... The real monster. Yeah. (laughs) So, such an invasion of privacy. I do not, I do not bother. Stabbed our hands. Yeah, not into it. So, morning comes. What do the three of you do? Oh, actually, (laughs) we need to resolve something. Morning comes, and as it does, there is a knock on your door. Okay. I'm going to look through the peephole. Uh, it is Cecilia, who you called oh. for help. 
That's right. That's right. Oh, yeah. Totally forgot about that. I opened the door. I did too until just now. That's all right. (laughs) Hey, Constance, you said you needed help. JR was in a coma? That, you know, sometimes if you leave leave medical things alone, they just fix themselves. It's dehydration, Uh, probably. I mean, you guys don't need to lie to me. Was it something supernatural? Oh, definitely. Leave your phone outside, please. Uh, yeah, do not look. Um, have you seen the Buffy episode with the demon in the internet? Oh, yeah, classic. Okay, per- yeah. W- we're dealing with something in that realm um, <laughs> oh, or okay. close well, to she it. She pulls her phone out of her purse and sets it down on the ground. Great. So why don't you come on in? Uh, th- warning, uh, my house is no longer a safe zone because we broke a window and that kind of messes with the whole safety spell situation so we need to fix this window um so if you can help us with that i really can't maybe call jasper i'll go grab stan don't call no no calling remember we're like living in the old days okay who's stan my boss it's complicated handyman he's helping me build some interesting things okay long story so do you need me because like i just got off my shift and i could (laughs) i would love to go to sleep uh, Alvin's got a burn on his hand. Oh, he oh does. yeah. Take a look yes. at that. Yeah. Um, here you go. And she heads inside. So, Alvin, you're getting your hand checked out by Cecilia. Mm-hmm. Constance and JR, what are you doing? Do I still have my old flip phone? Your razor, like f- yeah, razor flip my, phone? Yeah. Well, your replacement razor flip phone. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I would like to give Stoney a quick ring. Just to let him know. I mean, okay. I don't think he's on any dating apps, but I want to let him know. Constance, what are you doing? <laughs> well, Tio is eyeing Hannah very cautiously <laughs> because this could be a fall into a stupor situation again. But Well, um, we know how to fix that now. <laughs> there's no apps on this thing, though. <laughs> but we don't there's, know what it no. is that's causing it. <laughs> yeah, it made the microwave go all funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, hey. Do it. You're doing you. <laughs> Um, okay, so Constance is probably, um, hmm. We can also do those two if you want more time to think. Yeah, I'm going to take a second to think about it. So, Alvin, Cecilia leads you back to the couch area, and she takes your palm and sort of unfurls it, looks at the circle on there, and starts examining it, and says, So, how did you burn yourself exactly? I mean, I guess I, I assumed it because it looks kind of like a, a burn. I woke up with it. I figured maybe I just didn't remember from the night before, you know? Huh. It's not raised at all. Is it tender? A little bit. It doesn't look inflamed. It's uh, good. good news? Yeah. I mean, I have to tell you, it doesn't look like a burn, but, hmm. you know, if it's causing you, if it's inflamed at all, just take some uh, ibuprofen or any anti-inflammatory and that should take care of it. It doesn't look like a serious burn either way. Keep breathing it though, right? You breathe, breathe a burn? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Great. Yeah. CE? Are you saying that to us? To the room <laughs> in general. <laughs> I kind of nod like, uh-huh. JR uh-huh. on the phone and Constance in her own world just kind of look at you. See? Breathe the burn. Huh? Sure. Sure. What? Sure, sure. And JR, you're, you want to call Stoney? Yeah. Okay. Give it a whirl. All right. Uh, uh, Kyle, you want to give us some... Other people can do foley it's- work. <laughs> Kyle Kyle doesn't need to do your foley work. I don't know. Kyle has some pretty baller foley work. I mean, unless you're This is Stoney. You've reached my voicemail box. (laughs) Please leave a message. And if you're JR, just hang up now. It's pretty good. Okay, cheat. See you later. Howdy. Are you using howdy like aloha? It's both hello and goodbye. Where I come from, we have one word for many things. Howdy. This is the audiogram. (laughs) God, I'm crying. I'm dying. I'm dead. Okay. Give me a minute. Hold on. Okay. Do you call back? Do you try again? I try. I try. All right. (laughs) All right. Okay. I'm good. It rings once and Stoney picks up immediately and says, Jarrett, everything okay? So, whatever 
Whatever it is. Well, I'm doing okay now, but uh, it was a little touch and go, apparently. I, uh, I was looking at Brad's phone and whatever was in there got me. What do you mean it gotcha? Well, I was unconscious for a while, and according to Constance... What was the word you used to describe me, Constance? Extremely creepy? What? Very, very, very rude with my eyes open. So it's getting through the phone somehow. He had a dating app on his phone, and we were looking at that. And we think that's how it's getting people. So I don't know if any of your deputies are on dating apps. Uh, (laughs) Dating pools. I mean, I don't really get into their personal life. Yeah, I figured that. I can't really put out an APB on dating apps. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm not the police officer here. You are, so I'll leave that up to your discretion. But it did leave a bite mark on me and Alvin. So it's getting through the phones. Well, if there's some way to warn people that's not suspicious, you let me know. I will. Good chat. JR. Yeah? You said you were down for the count last night? Yeah, why? So you weren't, you didn't have anybody, I hate to ask, but you weren't following me? You didn't have anybody following me? No, I didn't have anybody following you. Could have sworn there was a car following me for a couple blocks. It's probably nothing, but you learn to be suspicious around firmament. (laughs) Yeah... All right. Well, stay on it. I'll um, I'll see what I can dig up. I'm not quite sure how to look into this one, but stay safe. Don't go falling into any more comas. I'll try not. Good chat, Stony. Yeah. See you, Jr. Constance. I would like to take a look through my lore library a bit and see if I can pull any books that explain the burn mark on Alvin since he's bringing it up or just now that I know a little more with this kind of like pixelating world bending around the phone that happened last night. I'm, I'm just trying to do another sweep of the library and see if there's anything else I can kind of discover. Okay, I'll let you do one investigate a mystery role. I mm-hmm. will say you're basically looking to investigate three mysteries. The mark on Alvin's hand the strange happenings with technology and the technological devices, and the distortion that is occurring across multiple incidents and events. So you can go ahead and roll one investigative mystery because you're using a lore library, which is an extensive library of many things. But when you ask your questions, I'm going to ask which of those three you're asking about. Makes sense. So go ahead and roll investigative mystery and take your plus one for using your lore library. Yeah. <laughs> as if i even needed that that's a, a good old 14 for you nice nice okay yeah so hold to solve this mystery <laughs> um okay so i think i want to say what happened here about the distortion like i know what i'm seeing but what is actually occurring i don't think you find a definitive answer but I think there are references uh, written by your boonie. These are not from different books, but I think these are from the notes that your boonie has left that very powerful magical effects can distort the fabric of space and time itself. And so what is likely is that you're witnessing the after effect or the, the side effect of very, very powerful magic. Interesting. Okay, that's good to know. I think for the second question, I will ask, what can it do related to Alvin's burn? As in, like, what can this burn do? Like, is it actively doing something? Circles are not a monolith when it comes to lore. There are... (laughs) (laughs) Find all circle. 2,000 results. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. In mythologies and folklore across the globe, there are countless meanings for circles. But there's one common thread, and that's the thread of eternity. Usually this symbolizes life and death, but in Alvin's context, that doesn't quite make sense. And so what does make sense 
is a meaning that's slightly less common, but dates back almost as long, which is the eternity of a pact, specifically employed by some supernatural creatures in pact magic. Hmm. And specifically, what can it do? It binds the two creatures who made the pact to fulfill their end of the bargain. Oh, okay. Cool. What if one's a bat, though? (laughs) (laughs) The literature is unclear. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Good to know. I do not tell Alvin this. For the record. (laughs) (laughs) So I think the three of you finish up your activities at around the same time. And as the three of you come back together, Cecilia looks at you and says, well, I do want to help you out, but I am kind of tired, you know, night shift and all. So I'm going to go unless you need anything else. No, I don't think so. Okay, Uh, great. just, Just be on the lookout if anyone comes in. Or you hear anything about someone who had kind of the same symptoms as our college kids and now... And what were the symptoms again? Ziff is aboard, eyes wide open. Nothing apparently wrong with them. Darting around. As if they're in a coma, but not. Comatose college kids? Or comatose anyone, really, but like without anything actually wrong with them. And the eyes open thing, the real creepy thing. We had five kids come in suspected alcohol poisoning they're all demonstrating comatose symptoms and their eyes are wide open what when incinerate their phones last night (gasps) we gotta go to the hospital do you know if they had phones on them do you know how we can get in to destroy their phones i mean i didn't check okay swing by stands yep have them come here then go to the hospital Sounds Mm -hmm. like a plan to me. Uh, For the record, if more come in, Cecilia, the key is their phone. We got without. Don't get near it. Do you have a flamethrower? Constance, borrow a flamethrower. Look at me. I don't have a (laughs) flamethrower. Okay, I'm not a monster hunter. I'm a nurse. (laughs) You could be both. I don't have a flamethrower. You're a multidimensional woman. How about you just let us know if it happens again? Okay. How well, about that? We got five right now. Okay. We'll deal with it. So so have our back if you happen to be in the hospital when we're there. Because we're not very bed. good at being sneaky. I know. But who knows how long it'll also, take us to get there. Also, I don't want to lose my job. But your job is to protect people. This really falls under the Hippocratic Oath as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> That's only for doctors, isn't it? No. <laughs> I'm also, disclosing sure medical patients' staff. medical status is probably a violation of the Hippocratic Oath, so I'm pretty well uh, fucked either way, right? No, that's HIPAA. <laughs> that's HIPAA violation. HIPAA, yeah. yeah. But also, well, yes. Well, fuck me for not knowing my doctor. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, this is going number well. One, number one is do no harm. And if you know how to save them and you don't, you're doing harm. Okay, listen. Number one, I need to get some sleep. Number two, I absolutely cannot go in there and destroy patients' property. But good luck. Can you look <laughs> the other way if we do? Oh I'm my gonna god! Look Let the her other go way to bed. by going to sleep. Fine. <laughs> and she turns and starts moving towards the exit, and her ID badge falls out of her pocket. <laughs> oh no! And she looks back at the three of you and says. Don't do anything stupid, please. And walks out. <laughs> Thank you. Yoink. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we obviously grab that. Hey, guys, I think we should get Cecilia a present when this is all over. If we live through it. I mean, that's a given on any day, right? Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what, what do we say? We want to go talk to Stan and then... Oh. Oh. oh? I need to talk to mm. Leon. what about my sidekick has been up to no good how so stoney's being tailed i try to have an entirely neutral expression (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. yeah didn't leon mention that he was off on a stakeout anyway i'm gonna call him on the way to stands let's go let's go I mean, you all can call Stan as well. 
Oh, oh, we yeah, could use we the could flip do, phone. We could, we could we use could the flip the, phone. Yeah, we yeah. we yeah. call everybody. Passing the flip phone around. Okay. <laughs> beep, beep, boop, beep, boop, boop, boop. You call Stan, and he says, uh, oh, yeah, no no problem. Like, I can fix a window. I mean, it'll probably be, like, you know, two days, like, parts and labor, and, like, I'm defo going to need, like, a two-hour, like, bath chill sesh. That's going to have to wait. We've got a, a situation in the bathroom, dangerous situation in the bathroom, but once hey. that's taken care of. All right. Okay. I got gotcha. you. Right. I I know your favorite bubble bath. I got gotcha. you. All right. I'll be over in like three hours. That's you actually pretty quick. Yeah. That's yeah. That's pretty quick for Stan. I'm impressed. Three and a half hours tops. Sure. You got you got a key. You know how to get in. So okay. He, he likes right. to think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's definitely. very good. All right. Bye, guys. Take care. And Stan. <laughs> Um, I'm going to call Leon. Uh, it rings twice and then goes to voicemail. Leon, my favorite plucky person. <laughs> <laughs> Good. You know, you know who this is. Give me a call when you get this. It is urgent. And then I just hang up. Okay. And we're going to go to the hospital. Do we go to the hospital or do we... Because Brad's probably awake again and may have he, information. Well, he was going to get transferred to the hospital. That's true. Maybe he's there. Well, you know what? He's definitely there now because that's, Hall Health isn't <laughs> that's there. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's also Oops. true. Yeah. <laughs> probably expediated that there. transfer. It's still there. It's just real smoky. Mm, yeah. Well, I would hope they'd open the windows up. Pretty sure they moved patients just for safety anyway. <laughs> okay, to the hospital yeah. we go. To the hospital. By the way, guys, I have an idea. I know planning is not our strong suit, <laughs> but here's my plan. We stop by the gift shop and pick up some flowers and balloons, and that's, uh, you know, that'll at least get us closer than if we just go wandering up there, because then we'll look like we're paying these folks a nice visit. I like it. Sounds good to me. Let's do it. Okay. The three of you arrive at Firmament General, Cecilia's place of work. It's the biggest hospital in Firmament. It is a large, brutalist structure. It doesn't look particularly inviting from the outside. The inside is a little bit better, but at the same time, it's still very stark and luminescent and a bit grating on the eyes. But the three of you enter into the main lobby. Is there a gift shop mm -hmm. off to the side where we can... Yeah, big teddy bear. Yeah, there are signs leading to a gift shop. All right, let's go pick up... Um, I get a big teddy bear. One bouquet of flowers, one Mylar balloon that says... Uh, unfortunately, they were out of get well soon, so it says congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> it's a boy. <laughs> <laughs> and one big teddy bear. <laughs> nice. Okay. Nice. You gather those items without incident. Perfect. JR, I want to say I assume you are holding Cecilia's badge as the yes. sneakiest of the bunch. I've got it in my coat pocket, yes. Okay. I bet once we're past the first set of locked doors, if we just act lost, we'll get directed to the right spot. Yeah, that's true. We just mm -hmm. need to make that first door. Okay. To the patients. Okay. You are greeted by the head nurse at the reception area. He says, yes, may I help you? Uh, we've got a present for Brad. Brad. Like the college student. On... <laughs> <laughs> Constance, um, did you fucking know his last name? You heard of the phone. <laughs> we're looking for Brad Brosif the second. I don't know. I don't remember his last name. I don't know. Oh my God, I'm, I'm Look, looking. We didn't write it down. We didn't write it down. Honestly, honestly, it's an accomplishment that we remember his name is Brad because for a while we were just calling him bro. Oh fuck! So <laughs> I, I rack my brain. <laughs> we 
my character's <laughs> brain. I argue that we never knew his last name. Yeah, I we don't c- think you did. Hey! <laughs> so that's really our own fault for not trying to figure that one out, huh? Oh, <laughs> Before we destroyed his phone. Oh my god! Um, I love this new phase where you try to plan <laughs> and then it immediately falls apart. <laughs> At least god. we got back there last time. Oh, shit. Oh, you shit. know... Okay, real quick, have we all stepped forward to talk to the nurse, or were we smart enough to at least have one of us hang back? I don't tell me. Know. I'll hang back. Okay, so I think seeing the like look of panic on JR's face, I step back and go, oh, I gotta take this, and just like turn and <laughs> leave. And, and um, I, I like go back over to Alvin and go, okay, so here's the thing. Did we ever get Brad's last name? I mean, I didn't ever get into his hospital room. That's right. So this one's really not on you. Um, <laughs> uh, I think we're going to need to do something where we distract the nurses so that JR can oh, no. sneak on by with again. Cecilia's badge. No, because we're going to do the distraction. Okay. And JR is going to go forth. So uh, how about... You and I go up and get the nurse's attention, and we'll just give JR a look. She'll get it, right? Right? I give you a big wink. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay, so why are we going up there? Got it. I go up to the nurse, and I say, Hi, I don't know if I'm in the right place here. Um, I got this bear sent by mistake. I was wondering if there's a returns area. And I kind of like nudge JR and point at the doors to where the patients are. Or not point, I like, with my eyes, I like nudge her and look at the... Right, with your yeah. with your special eyes. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna... I mean, the quality is really poor. You can look at the stitching here on the butt of the bear really close. <laughs> if you look really close at the stitching there, you see that it's like, there's gaps every other stitch. And it's really, I don't know. I take a I, step back. I think this back. is a, okay. a bad one, a bad bear. JR rolled to act under pressure. Alvin rolled to help out. And Constance okay. rolled to help out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Am I going to take harm? Oh, God. <laughs> hey. No. Nine. I got an eight. Oh, I got a nine. No. Oh, what did you get, Alan? I got one. Oh, oh God. Oh, Total? One. How is that even How possible? How the fuck did you? Oh, because he has a minus. <laughs> That's why. Oh, my God. Well, I don't know what I expected. Now, you did take a nap, so you do have no harms right is that how that that's works? not how it works <laughs> <laughs> i don't have harm, not harm anyways dragons <laughs> <laughs> that's right <laughs> i don't have harm anyways and i don't think i'm getting hurt in this situation but the good news is i did level up well okay. actually i just made fun of tio but one harm injuries are usually healed after a one night's rest so go ahead and oh. scratch ah. those off so everybody's got hey. one less harm. Yay. I have no harm. I didn't have any harm. Yeah. Well, I had two, so now I'm down to one. That's good. Okay. So, JR, you got a nine? Yes. And Constance, you got a seven? I got an eight. Okay. And Alvin, you got a one. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, Constance, your help grants JR plus one, which brings her to a full success. So, JR, as Constance and Alvin are talking to the head nurse... You slip away. You slink behind this station Mm -hmm. and flash Cecilia's badge to the door and it beeps and swings open and you head back into the patient's area. All right. Woo. Constance and Alvin. Hmm. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Oh, God, that's not a good sound. It's not the hardest of moves, but I think this will fit for a mixed success and Alvin's failure. Could be zero. JR, I think as you open the door, it swings open and you see a young man in a nice suit and fiery red hair. And Dorian looks at you, gives you a smirk and walks out. And he heads up to the head nurse and says... Thank you so much for your help. I'm just so grateful that I was able to give my well wishes to my friends. And I really d- deeply appreciate the care that you're giving them. You know, you, I know everyone looks up to doctors, but you're the real hero. Dorian. 
And the nurse beams a broad smile at him, and he glances over to you, Constance and Alvin. What'd you do, dress up to visit the hospital? Dorian. Hey, sweetie. Oh. I'm so... Uh, I'm hey, glad you that you that you um that you beat me here. How are they? Uh, and he looks at the nurse and says, "These two are nothing but trouble. <gasps> Under no circumstances should they be allowed back there." Ooh. Do I hear this? No, you're already behind. You know this no, kid's like you're 19. You're gonna listen to this 19 year old? And the head nurse looks and says, "Oh, of course, Dorian. We would never." And then he saunters dad on the hospital. Uh, one of those, probably. <laughs> I look above the door and it says, the Dorian wing. <laughs> oh, damn. His first name? Not his- <laughs> hey, what's his last name? I don't know. <laughs> uh, and Dorian saunters out and the head nurse looks at the two of you and his eyes narrow. And he says, I don't know where you got this bear, but I'm going to have to ask you to leave the hospital unless you're in a medical emergency. Uh, I'm pretty sure you can't. Fine. I'm pretty sure you can't ask someone to leave who's having a medical emergency, and I point at Alvin's burn. <laughs> ow, ow, ooh, ow. It looks like you drew this on with marker. No, it doesn't. You know what? And you are just. It's not raised, it's not inflamed. <laughs> okay, you know what? I don't what? sense any medical fine. emergency here. But I'm gonna invoice the hospital for $6.50 for this bear, and I leave it on the counter (laughs) stomp off uh, through the doors i don't budge i'm so furious at dorian that i i am now not making good choices and so i go excuse me but maybe i feel like i'm having a stroke and i just stand there and stare at them i'd like to be admitted now and i pull out my health card because i have really good insurance because yes i'm still on my parents plan (laughs) The head nurse looks at you, eyes just narrow slits, and says, All right, I don't see any signs of a stroke, but go ahead and fill out this paperwork and we'll admit you as soon as we're able. Sure thing. And I take the clipboard and I stand there and fill it out while staring at them. (laughs) (laughs) For no purpose other than my own, like, just (laughs) vendetta at this point. I don't like that they took Dorian's side over (laughs) us when they don't even know us. We were being very polite. We didn't set anything on fire. (laughs) Very rude of them. Yes, very polite. JR. Yes. (laughs) Oblivious to all of this. Yes. Thank God. (laughs) Because she would have murdered Dorian in front of God and everyone. (laughs) Yeah, you saw Dorian exit, but you you caught none of the fracas that That transpired. Gun would have come right out and shot Alvin in the shoulder. (laughs) (laughs) And then, admittedly, we would definitely be patients. Yeah. (laughs) Or at least you would be. Alvin would be. Yep. Anyway, Anyway, all right. So I'm, I'm back where the patients are. What do you do? I'm looking around to see if there's, uh, if, if Brad insert last name here is among the patients listed and i'm also looking to see if there are any names that i recognize go ahead and roll to investigate a mystery leon's there and jasper's there and sarah's there and eve is there all right investigate a mystery that is a that's an eight okay hold one uh i guess what happened here i think is probably the you're looking for brad yeah i'm looking for brad and i'm looking also to see if again if there's any names that we recognize uh where did it go you can use that on brad and other names what is being concealed here let's let's find brad let's fucking find brad you travel up and down the halls for several minutes and you're trying to avoid the glances of doctors and nurses and eventually you find brad's room He's sitting up in his hospital bed. He's going to town on a pudding cup. And he turns and looks at you and says, Grohobru? <laughs> Actually, you can. Um, okay. Do uh, I know you? No, no, you don't. I am investigating what's been happening at Firmament College. And it's my understanding that you were unconscious for a time period, right? Uh, That's what they tell me. Well, a lot of other kids have come down with something really similar to what seems to have happened to you. Do you remember what happened? Kinda. 
I was out at a house party. Okay. I had a little bit to drink. Yeah. And I was supposed to meet up with this girl later, but, you know, we, she never showed up, so I went to bed. That was it. That was the last thing I remember. I went to sleep, and then I woke up here. Was this somebody that you knew before, or was this somebody that you might have connected with on some kind of app? Yeah, on Tinder. Do you remember anything about her? Anything remarkable? Uh, I mean, her name was Victoria. It was really hot. I don't know. She seemed cool. Hmm. Liked to rock climb, I think. All right. Well, thank you for, uh, for... I don't know why I'm being so forward with a stranger. <laughs> I told you, I'm trying to help out. There's five other students who are in the hospital here. Oh. Oh, wow. Let me take a look. Can I see your hand? Oh, sure. Do you have any marks on the back of your... And you see two small raised welts on his right hand. Do you remember if that was there before? Huh. No, looks weird. Yeah. It's kind of like a, like a bite. Yeah, like maybe a snake bite. Or maybe a spider. <laughs>